Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Cuban del Norte podcast. We fell victim to our uh, lack of potting, I guess you want to call it, Luis? Is that is that what we're going to call it? I mean, it was certain circumstances. I had that accident with my house, the emergency at my house, and I, I've been staying at a hotel for like the past three weeks, so it's been it's been a rough three weeks. Not, I wouldn't say rough, because I've been staying at a resort with like a pool and everything, the Lazy <laughs> River. <laughs> um. But, yeah, I've just been away from home. <laughs> I'm finally back home today because I got my power back, but still no AC, so we'll see. Okay. So I, don't, I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it's like the other, the other times where we avoid potting when Chiwis was playing bad. That's true. And then we, there was a FIFA break, so that was we took that week off. Yeah, that's, a, that's the week we were looking to take off. Yeah. And then we were like, we'll be right back in time for the Classico. Then the thing happened at my house, and then... Flo and Rigo are working the polls, I think, for the for the election. <laughs> <laughs> They've been busy on the campaigns. I think that's why they haven't joined us in like two months. <laughs> um, all right. So the last time we potted, we were previewing the Chivas Tijuana game, which it was what two, three weeks ago now. Yeah. And that ended nil nil and that game was trash, bro. I don't remember it to be honest. I just like <laughs> she must have been so ass. I don't even remember like the the weekend game, <laughs> but I I do remember uh, because you mentioned this before the pod that it was they were coming off so many like twenty COVID cases or something yeah. like that. Wasn't it like the whole team? Yeah, they were they were all coming like fresh off Rona. So I was like, all right, we we're probably gonna beat them because they're gonna be tired. They haven't practiced. They haven't played, and we couldn't do anything against them. Yeah, there's been a few of those games this season where it's like we expect. We're like, okay, this will we'll, we'll win this game, and we'll look good doing it, and they just go ahead, go out and do the opposite. I guess the only game you can say they didn't do that for was the Atlas game. Bro, beating Atlas is nothing to be proud of. No, but I'm saying that's <laughs> the game where you say, okay, we're going to beat them, and they actually go out and do it. Oh, yeah, but... Where we thought Tijuana, especially with all the things that they had going, that we would beat them, and they looked trash. Yeah, yeah, I, I, get, I get what you mean, but still... Right after the Tijuana game, whatever that was a nil nil draw. There was like no takeaways from that because I don't remember anything. Like I don't even remember any of the gifts I made for that game, if I made any. I just remember like we were, we were, I think that after that is when we went into the FIFA break, right? Yeah, I believe we were going into the FIFA break, and it's like hopefully the the, the guys that go they go away and they come back, you know, ready to ready to, for the Atlas game. It was it just wasn't the case. Well, that was funny because Diva came back and. He got benched for uh, Briseño. Rightfully so. Yep. We've been called. We've been waiting for it. So him going away with the national team is like finally gave Briseño the opportunity to play, and he, he took advantage of it. Yep. But then Boyo got COVID, so back <laughs> back to Diva. <laughs> Bro, we got we're so freaking unlucky, man. Like like Ponce lost his spot. Chicote finally claimed it, and then what happened? He got hurt, right? Yeah, he got an ankle and injury because of the hurt, and he's back to being on the bench. Yep. Same thing, Boyo. Boyo takes, you know, he's he's a leader on the field. He brings that passion that we like. He finally gets his opportunity, takes advantage of it, and COVID. So he's out for like two weeks. It happened for other players who who um who else? I don't know. What happened to Molina. Oh, Molina got hurt. Remember, um, Diva yeah, fell yeah. on him and his. His, uh, he had like a sprained knee or something, but he's just, back now. I just want to know why everyone's back except for Beltran. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Well, he's back. I, I, I'll, I'll talk about Beltran a little for the Cruz Azul game. Uh, I'm, a, right. I'm a little worried, maybe. All right. But um, all right. So we beat Atlas three two. Um, the ref tried his hardest to to get Atlas back into the game. If you remember that at the end of it, that was. That, I don't know what that ref was doing. He was drunk. Yeah, because how much we were up by in that game? We were up, three right? Nil. Like 3-0. Yeah. I feel like I stopped watching because we were up 3-0. <laughs> and then I look at my phone, it's 3-2, and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, so Gudinho had that penalty that he blocked. And then our defense kind of fell asleep, I think, on the corner. They scored. But that, that whole play should have counted, I remember, because um, the Atlas player had dribbled out of bounds earlier before he sent that cross in there something like that mm-hmm. so that should have still been three nil and then that second that second penalty he gave it was a uh, deep that fouled one of that bus players in the box from like behind it was like a really soft penalty but with the new penalty rules like 
you know that's going to be a PK. What about the other penalty that, that they blocked? The first one. Was that a good call? I can't remember. I think so. I think I'm confusing it with the Chapo Cruz Azul penalty. Yeah. But uh, I'm pretty soccer. sure that was an okay call. The Dieter one was kind of shady. That one was like a soft PK. But still, like I, like I said, like, yeah, Chivas looked good. They had like nice buildup. Vega had that nice uh, one-two pass himself. But um, beating Atlas is nothing to be proud of. Like they, they suck. Like, yeah, no, it, it it only means what it means, I guess, as a Clásico. Yeah. But it's hard to like get excited for it as a Clásico. You know what I mean? It's not the same as U.S. America. Um, no, not at all. I thought I just. Yeah, you don't have that same excitement. I'm sure people that live in Guadalajara maybe feel it a little bit different. But us that are further away and and we know what Atlas is and what they've been in the in the recent years, it's just not it's not exciting. I'm like you it's almost like just beating up on your little brother. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Yeah. We're like we're used to it right now. I was gonna say, like, I don't really care about them beating Atlas. Like it's not until we actually I actually went to Guadalajara last last year or whenever we went that I had actually met Atlas fans. I was like, oh, a lot of people are kind of Atlas fans. But up no, until no. then, I was like, I don't know any Atlas fans. Like, it's all America fans here in New York or Chivas fans. Yeah, I've talked, but like I've, on Twitter, like I've had conversations with people that live in Guadalajara, like Chivas fans. And for them, like that's the real Clásico is Chivas Atlas. So like they care about that more than Chivas America. But like I said, like they haven't, Atlas hasn't been anything to like warrant me getting excited for it. But I would have been mad if we lost the game. <laughs> no, we would if we would have lost to them. Then there was probably a chance that we don't make uh, even the freaking repechaje now. Remember, I think last time we recorded, we said, "All right, Ligi has a lock, and we're gonna end up like at least five through eight or whatever." Now we can. I can see us ending in eleventh. Mathematically, we can't be twelfth anymore because we have six. We're up by more than six points on twelfth place right now, but. What are we right now, 11th? Uh, we are 9th, I believe. Oh, okay. I'm trying to pull it up right now. Yeah, we're in 9th. We're right behind Santos. But um, we can still drop to to 11th. And given our next two games that we're going to get into, I, we might end oh. up in freaking 11th place. Oh, that's right. Because I've seen like a few like people, like those people in the media that hate Chivas bring out uh, the whole without there being the... That yeah, the twelve spot that Chivas wouldn't be in another year, then they'll make the playoffs. And and that's I'm like, first of all, we're ninth. It's not like we're. It's not like we're in last. It's not like we're in twelfth, barely hanging on. Like we're in ninth place. <laughs> we're not in twelfth place, barely hanging on. We gotta relax. We're gonna be in, we're gonna be in eleventh place, barely hanging on. Yeah, I mean, you can talk like you can criticize like the way the team is playing and, and stuff like that, but to say like, oh, they're lucky to be in the playoffs, it's like, nah, we're. First of all, there's still games to be played, and, and, and where Chivas lands, you still don't know where they can land. Now, if they land in 12th and like they barely hang on to 11th, then then that's a different story. But for now, you can't you can't say that. Well, that's the thing. We're tied right now with Santos for eighth at, at eighth and ninth. So, but I really wanted to make I really wanted them to make it top eight just to avoid all that. You know, without 12 spots, Chivas would go another season without Liguilla, like you said. But also, I mean, like the season's not over yet. So like, but our next two games, I don't see us winning either game. Who we got? We got Pumas and we got Dubs. Monterrey. We got Rayados. That's two dubs, bro. That's two bro, dubs. That's two wins. We're going. About? <laughs> we're going into a Pumas game with an informed keeper. We get you shut think... out. We get shut out by trash keepers. Like you think Bucetich is gonna lose to Monterrey? Bro, Corona and the Cruz Azul. There was no shots on target. Bro, he molded them. He created how, them. how are we gonna score? We can't score goals. <laughs> Bro, we're we're getting rid of our worst player this weekend. We won't have JJ Macias. So finally, we have we won't have someone that's just out there hurting the team and look like we're playing with ten players on the field. Uh, let's just go right into the right into the Cruz Azul game. Um, we lost two nil. That first penalty, well, first and only penalty. That penalty, I don't know what Chapo was doing. Like he's been really good for us, and it's been a while since he's done anything bad but that was a, that was a stupid slide tackle to me yeah and i and i seen you know what's funny because and i thought about this too and 
like he hit the ball first. He does hit the ball first, but then he like completely takes him out, and it's part of the slide. The t- it's part of the slide, right? So I I seen them arguing that he hit the ball first. So I started looking at the rules, and that has that means nothing. Like hitting the ball first absolutely means nothing. Like it's not even in the rule. Like if it's a foul, it's a, if you slide tackle and you and you take someone down, like it's a foul. It's a foul. So them people arguing that he hit the ball first, like that's not even a thing. Is that really? I thought it was. I thought it was a thing. That's really not even part of the rule. Yeah, no, there's no such thing as you if you hit the ball first. No, that's nothing. <laughs> Holy shit! I didn't know that. I thought yeah, because you know for for years people yeah. argue. They're like, I hit the ball first. I hit the ball first. I, shit, I coach and I'm pretty sure like I've yelled it. Um. But I went and looked up the rules, and like it's not a thing. That's one of the biggest misconceptions in soccer. That's crazy. I feel like all my years watching soccer, that that's been a rule. And unless it used to be like an unwritten rule or something. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. So yeah, I mean, he did get the ball, but I in my now that I know that, I guess it's whatever. But in my opinion, it was like he got enough. He didn't get enough of it. It was like more of a. He slide tackled him more than he actually got the ball. Right, yeah, he completely, like, wiped him out. Yeah, then, you know, Godinho doesn't block it. So, we go one, we go down 1-0. And then, I thought Chivas kind of played decently. You know, we couldn't, we, obviously, I said we didn't get any shots on target, but we didn't look like a bad team. I think Vega and Antuna were pro- probably our best players. And I think Vega's, like, kind of figuring out how to play that role that Bucetich is kind of putting him in because we're not really seeing him uh, play on the wings as much as he used to. Yeah, I've kind of, we know what I've noticed from Vega especially is he's kind of taking on, I don't know if it's like the way he wants to play him, but it almost seems like he wants it more than other players. He's like, like the, he's outlet, out there, the outlet now. Yeah, but he's out there like fighting 100% for yeah. every single ball, making those runs down the wings. Like that's not his natural position and those aren't easy runs to make. No, not um, at all. But he's fighting for it, man, and he wants it. And that's not what we're seeing from other players on the field. And Antuna, Antuna's doing – look, I've, I've, I've said it earlier in the podcast, earlier in other episodes, that Antuna was probably our best offensive player. And I still think he's our most dangerous player offensively. But at a certain point in the game, it felt like we got too dependent on playing it through his side. And it became very predictable, especially like the last 20 minutes. It was like, all right, just give the ball to Antuna and see what he's able to do. Send the cross in, dribble. And we just became very dependent on that. Yeah, I mean, kind of our, our right wing play has kind of died. I don't know who, <laughs> who played on the right wing on against Cruz Azul. Like, I know Vega's kind of Vega's kind of roaming it's, now. It's pretty suela. But they, they're, they're doing so, some sort of the things that we talked about earlier in the season where yeah. they're, they're kind of like rotating that position even like Antuna steps in I mean uh, Angulo. Angulo steps into it sometimes and then Brizuela cuts into the middle a little bit but it's it's nowhere near as effective as what we're getting from Antuna down the left side no not at all and then I feel like Chapo's the one making most of the crosses from the right wing yeah and I think Brizuela just gets lost in this system that Bucetich is trying to implement I feel like he just gets in Angulo's way at times or he's just not He's not playing well. I don't think he gets the system that they're trying to implement. He's just no. He's just not playing well. Him and Macias are not are not like playing up to what they should be playing. Um, and I'm, I I gotta give for the one thing I'll give credit to with Satich is we were worried about this four four two with like two holding mids. And sure, he's not using Beltran, and that's something that I'm sure a lot of the fans like. I'm kind of upset about, but at least he's trying something different by putting on uh, Angulo there. You know, it's, he's not just sticking with the old, what we, we saw other coaches just stick to what they know. And no, nah, he's trying, at least he's trying something different and putting more speed on the field. But yeah, we're not getting the same from on the right side that we're getting on the left side. Even though Vega had this one really nice run down the, I think he got down to almost like the, the, the line and cut back inside to make a pass. But yeah, we need more. We need a, whatever Antuna, we need another Antuna on the right side. Yeah, and I don't, yeah, I don't know what we're going to do, but. This uh, next game, you know, we're not going to have JJ Macias. My God. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what's wrong with him, man. Like, even this uh, Cruz Azul game, he had, like, one or two that in a Leon jersey he buries, but in the Chivas jersey he just hasn't been able to. What about him going to the national team and not even playing? Was it him? Yeah, he didn't play. All the other guys got runs. That was crazy to me, man. 
Like that shocked me when he didn't play. Did they ever mention why he didn't play? I didn't. I didn't see anything. No. I just remember being like completely like stunned by that. Like, why would you bring him if you're not even going to use him at all? Um, but in, in reference to like his recent performance, man, I have no clue what it is, man. Like, there he's in position to score goals. It's not even like he's not getting the ball where he should. No, he's getting the ball in certain places where he's scored before. And he's just not able. He just hasn't been able to do it. Like I told you, like I reviewed, I reviewed his goals at Leon to see yeah. if what was happening, if if he was a different player. No, man, he's getting the ball in the same spots. He's just not finishing them. Yeah, and then it's like he doesn't make like the smart pass. Like he wa- he wants to make like the more difficult plays, kind of like do it all on his own. Yeah, and he just kills whatever rhythm our players have going. Like. Instead of doing like an easy one two, he'll like take the he'll he'll receive the pass, hold it, and like try to do something, and then like last minute resort pass the ball. But he's just not in rhythm. And I don't know. Maybe it's good that he'll be benched on on Saturday when we play Pumas. But yeah, I don't know man. who we're gonna play in his spot now. Yeah, like I hope it's not Saldiva or. Well, Saldiva has Saldiva has a uh, COVID, so still I think he's yeah. I'm pretty sure. They have to be in isolation for what two weeks or something. Wait, when did he get it? I thought he'd been had it. Or right was he before, injured before. Right before the Azul game. Oh okay. No. Him, so then Ronaldo. Him, Pollo, and uh, and Gallito. Well, Ronaldo had it before. He was part of like the initial group that had. The new Ronaldo plays, or one of the young kids from La Santa Patio. Well, Puente got hurt. Kid. Oh, he got hurt. Right? Yeah, Puente got hurt. We have Chevy Martinez hasn't really looked. Chevy got hurt too. What the fuck? Who yeah. do we have? Do I ha- I have to go sign up? Chevy Chevy got Is hurt. Is there tryouts this week that hurt? I don't know about? <laughs> Are they holding um, tryouts? Bro, our like, only we don't options, Oribe. Our I'm only not watching options, that game. I'm telling you that right now. Oribe and uh, I'm not watching. I'm not watching if Oribe plays. Well, next episode will be a, a fan-only podcast, <laughs> and we'll invite them and let them give us our thoughts on what the game looks like. <laughs> Bro, I'm not watching if Oribe is starting. I'd rather yeah. fucking... Especially like, ah, bro, hey, I've talked about this. I get, like, give Vega the chance there. I feel like he's a better all-around player up front. I feel like he, he's a really good finisher. He has a good shot. Like, give him an opportunity as, as a number nine. But he's been playing, I think he's been playing really well and, like, finding himself in, in the position that Vucicic has him in. Even though it's not, like, a clear position what it is. But he, you know, in the Atlas game, you saw it. He, he created plays for midfield. In the Cruz Azul game, he was like the outlet guy instead of, you know, Angulo <laughs> or Brizuela are supposed to be those guys. It was Vega. Vega was making like across the field, over the top passes. Nah, He's I finding agree. himself. So I don't, I think trying to force him into a striker position for this one game is not, it's not the right move. Well, not what I, what, what I would say is um, that you're not forcing him because that's naturally where he is. Right. He's naturally a striker, and two, while he is playing well, I feel it's easier to supplement what he gives you in that role than a, than at a striker role. You know, like it, we have players that can play in a more creative role, whether it be trophies or be Alpando or or you know what I'm saying, rather than a striker, a good striker. Like you can put Oriva there, doesn't mean he's a good striker. You right. can put Ronaldo there, doesn't mean he's going to do a good job. I just feel like it's easier to fill the hole where he currently plays than where Macias is. So who do you put in uh, Vega's current position? As a, as a as a as a ten roll, it had to be either Dieter or Chofis. Pick who you so pick who you probably, want. Probably Dieter because I don't see Chofis getting the start, especially by Busetich. And that's why I, I in as much as I say that I don't feel like he'll move vague out of that position. I feel like he'll find someone to fill the Macias role. I think, I just I think Ronaldo's going to play. I just hope it's not Oribe. Because I don't think he's been doing anything too great with Tapatio, but um, but he still has moments, and you know he's still young. Maybe yeah, for that one game, he'll was step he up. the one that was using him on the wing also? Yeah, he was using him on the wing. Well, I think Dena and Busetich, I think. Have Busetich played him at all? I don't know. No, I think he got demoted to Tapatio before, right? Right after he got there, I think. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Tena demoted him. 
Because he got the motor with uh, with Chicote. I remember, oh, remember yeah. it was Chicote and it was Ronaldo that got demoted to Tapatio. Okay. But I feel like there was one game where he missed. Remember there was one shot that he uh, he should have took with his left, but he kind of forced it with his right and that's why he missed it. I just don't remember if that was under Bucetich or that was still Tena. He definitely came in and fucking missed a real obvious and one. He, I he think missed it was, like two I think or it was three, Tena. But I don't remember what coach it was under. Who gave him the pass? I think Ponce, no, Trophies? Or Ponce gave him the pass? It was like the best play that Ponce It might have been like, until this weekend, it might have been the best play that Ponce had made, and he went gave you another brilliant pass this week. He seems to do that once every <laughs> six seasons or so. Bro, I don't know why nobody added me on Sunday <laughs> that Ponce made that beautiful back heel no-look pass to Antuna. I don't think anyone wanted to admit that they were watching the game. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it was. <laughs> I think right before the game started, I think Osvaldo added me. He's like, oh, Ponce, our guy Ponce is starting. I was like, yeah, right, I think cool. he did, yeah. <laughs> But then he didn't add me for the beautiful backheel Ponce pass. Like, I even timestamped it, I think. I was I was going to tweet out the gif when I was watching it, but yo, it took me all day to watch the Chivas Professor game. That's why I hate missing games. Like, It takes everything in me to rewatch a game that I already know the result to. Bro, I fucking... I, yo, it gets me... That game got me so pissed, man. Because Cruz Azul is not good. I don't care where they are in the table. I don't. I refuse to believe it, man. I refuse to believe that they're this top team. That's not. I've, I've now seen them in against preseason. I've seen them in this game, and they their fans should not be excited about thinking they're going to win the title because they're not going to win the title. The thing is, they're in a decline right now. Like their last couple of games, they hadn't been playing. They haven't been playing so well. So that's why. I know we didn't pot about it, but I was like, maybe we have a chance at beating them, but... Bro, but they were happen. having preseason that game, and they had been killing everybody. Yeah, but that's that was the first, And I know it's preseason, but that was the first time I was like, I was like, what's the hype? What's the big hype about this team? Um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't see it from them, to be honest. I hope we get them in the playoffs. <laughs> we're going to get whoever's in, what, sixth place? Well, yeah, we're going to beat them, and then we're going to get whoever, <laughs> one of the top four teams. All right, so, yeah, and then the third, the second the Cruz Azul goal was, I don't know what the hell, but it's felt like just got lost on that goal kick. He was, I remember. I think he was marking, um, what's the guy, Cabecita Rodriguez, I think. He was man-marking him on the kickoff, and he just got lost, and he, he just walked into the box by himself and beat Gudinho. But that was like 93rd minute, so it didn't really matter. If we weren't yeah, going to yeah. tie, we weren't going to win. So it is what it is. It was a frustrating game. It was frustrating to see uh, Macias, what Macias has become. Yeah. It's disappointing, too, especially with all the hype, like in the preseason, talking about Europe and all that. And ever since those, those I think it was Carlos who, who had mentioned that there was already an agreement with Real yeah. Sociedad. I feel like ever since those Sociedad rumors came out, he has not been what we expected. Did you you saw what he said right in that GQ interview? Which one? The one with the where, pressure one? Where he was like um about how thinking? how Mexican clubs are selling too high. He said they value us at fifteen million dollars and these European clubs go to South America and buy five players for that amount and you know, Americans are worth like five hundred thousand dollars and you get them and that's why they go to Europe. Now, there's truth to that, but at the, at the on the other side, that what the team would probably say is, are you accepting the high salaries that Liga MX is giving you? That's the thing too, yeah. Or or are you ta- are you saying no? Give me a low salary. I bet you. I bet you he's not charging low. No nah, hell no. Exactly. So he wants the team doesn't want, but he wants the team to uh to charge low to to the European clubs. That's not how business works. Yeah, and like. I saw a lot of people agreeing with him and saying that they're right, but if you like look up, I had I actually pulled up like the numbers to like most of the American transfers and whatever. Most most of them were formed in European academies, so they're they're already in Europe, so it's not nothing that they came over here and bought no, them cheap. It's not like, like Pulisic with Pulisic, an NYCSC or something. Pulisic, McKenney, Dest, um, Reyna, Brooks, Wea, Sargent, 
De La Fuente, Horvath are all formed in uh, Europe. Adams were sold for 2.6 mil. And then yeah, the Stefan the was 6.8. 6. Yeah. Davies is the big one that he was formed in MLS. I don't know how much he was formed in an MLS club, like their academy, but I'm saying he comes from here and he was sold from the MLS mm-hmm. at a high price. And he's been able to like live, probably surpass what people expected. Yeah, and then, you know, he said South America or whatever, but he said you could go to South America and get five guys for $3 million a pop. Uh, you look at the recent transfers, there are not, no nobody got sold for $3 million a pop. Anywhere in no. Brazil, Uruguay, Colombia, Argentina, nobody. It's it's how much teams are willing to pay. Because I remember Atlanta, Atlanta United, they bought Ezequiel Barco, no, Ezequiel Barco, who was like a young Argentine prospect, like a young phenom, mm-hmm. with, that was rumored for like all the big clubs in Europe. But they were the ones that paid like 18 or something like that. It was like a high transfer fee, like 15, 20 million. Um, so players... I mean, if they're good enough, they will get sold for that. Yeah, I mean, like... They will get sold for a lot, I if have, you're like, worth it. the list of, like, Argentine, like, standard Argentinians, uh, like Dabala, 11.9, he was sold to Europe. Los Celso was 10 mil. Um, Gabriel, Hes- Gabriel Jesus. Gabriel Jesus was 32 million. Uh, Vinicius, 45 million. So, it's like, it, yeah, you're right. It's, it's whatever... The players wanna, you know, whatever the clubs wanna pay, and what if they if they think you're worth it, they're gonna buy you. If they don't, if they don't, they're not gonna buy you. And the way Masias is playing right now, European scouts are not looking at him right now. Yeah, look, Inter Milan played paid twenty seven million for Lautaro Martinez. So yeah, so honestly, fifteen million if he was scoring goals, the teams would pay it. Is it a lot? Sure, but a team would pay it. You're you're worth what you you do on the field, and he hasn't done anything to prove he's worth fifteen million. Shit, he hasn't done anything to prove he's worth fucking eight million, ten million right now. So bad, I didn't even buy a JJ Macias in uh, my FIFA twenty career mode. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you do? Did you just cut him from the team, and then he's like stuck in like free agency forever because <laughs> they don't sign free agents for some reason? <laughs> no, he always signs to some. Uh... Some French club. They got like a like a wolf kind of thing for their logo. I don't know who it is, but it's it's like one of those some French club that he always gets sold to. Bro, I remember last year I, I did one with Chivas and I bought I think I bought I don't remember if it was I think I bought Cesar Montes from Monterrey for Chivas. I bought him for I, I play with Leeds United just because I like Leeds. Uh-huh. So I think I bought I bought Cesar Montes and I forgot what he was like, like eighteen mil, I think, or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like it was expensive. Nah, but I bought Cesar Montes, and then they came back like two days later and paid the paid the 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 buyout clause for trophies, and I was mad. Or Pizarro, <laughs> one of them, and I was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah. So Macias is not, you know, in form. He's gonna be out Saturday. We got Pumas. We got. We're playing a Talavera that's like apparently playing some of the best soccer of his life. Nah, hold on, hold on. You so, said inf- not informed. Did you want to talk about Beltran too? Oh yeah, Beltran. Um, he played I think like around thirty minutes on on a Sunday night. Yeah, or whatever. Alfando came in together. And I don't know. He kind of looked off. He's kind of losing the ball. Um, but how much is it? Is not playing? Is it not playing though? Well, that's the thing too. It's, I don't know, but he has no rhythm at all right now. He hasn't played at all. In, in a few weeks, I mean, you can say he plays 10, 10 minutes here, fifteen minutes there, but it's not enough. It's it's almost like what like what they say about trophies. It's like they want him to come in in ten minutes and 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 change the whole game. Yeah, but from what I I was a little worried because um it was actually in the Discord because I checked the Discord before watching the game and somebody sent a message that they were like um Beltran did more than all the midfielders did in whatever amount of minutes they got. So I was like, oh shit, Beltran played well. And I was watching Beltran, I was like, this is not him playing well. Like I don't I don't know what they saw. Maybe the it one was that, the one who looked him? off to me was Vialpando. Really? He made he made a stupid foul, like right away. Uh he had a couple of bad passes. Beltran, see, but the, the problem with Beltran is he plays a, a position where it's hard to like stand out because he's not 
a number 10. So he's not going to be making those, like, those passes behind the lines, you know, to, to as a yeah, but He's more of a, like, control the tempo. But there was, like, I think he had, like, two two turnovers to me that I was just like, wow, that that could have been bad. And that's, like, All right, so the, not good. The thing is, is it COVID-related or is it him not playing related? Because that's, that's if it's like him not playing part. related, then it's on then it's on Vucetich. Because he's the one who sent him to the bench and hasn't used him. Yeah, at least it's not. Well, he just got a new contract, so I was worried kind of like about his psyche, maybe. But he just got a new contract. Right. He's getting paid, so obviously the team believes in him. So I'm hoping it's just him being out of rhythm, and it's not him about to like fucking take a decline, like some of the, of our other players do. Like JJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's. I think honestly, it's just a, a needing to play more. Is he needs those game time minutes, and it's hard to come in cold like that and and try to change. Well, he can't change the game. That's not his style of play. Yeah. Um. That that would have been more of the and trophies, but nah. Like I think he's gonna be fine. I hope so, because they gave him a new contract, so obviously he's gonna be part of the team. Right, right. So, Lucic and I think that was important, start, right? That's probably that was probably a good move by whoever was in charge of making that happen. Is all right. He's not playing. Let's not bring his psyche down. Let's give him a contract and show that we're behind him. Well, there was a rumor that that's why he wasn't playing. That um, because I um, I had heard about it about a week before the media actually started talking about it. So the rumor was that Beltran, no, not even that, that Beltran, um, he was still on his rookie or whatever contract. I don't know what it is in soccer. Right. But he had hit a couple of like um, the clauses where he gets like bonuses. And I think they were trying to limit his minutes to try to not let him hit another one of the, one of like the signing bonuses or whatever. So it was all about money. So like the bonus was he they didn't want to pay him that bonus, so that's why he started getting less minutes. And, I don't know. And man. I believe that. You like, believe that? X, like it's like typical League IMX, typical QS shit. When you spite your own team, like we're not in a position to do that. I can understand if we like we're at top of the league or we're bottom of the league, but, but we're I, right there fighting. I mean I can definitely see it though, because it's happened before. Well, Vucetich comes in. Vucetich comes into the team. He's a new coach. This is one of your best players, your best midfielders. Because he started him the first game that he that Vucetich came in. It wasn't until... Well, like, he, start, he started like, after COVID. Yeah. He, he started, started one game COVID. under Vucetich, and then it was like... He started right, the game before Vucetich. Yeah. When, what's it called? When Leaño coached it. Yeah. Um, But I don't know. Like It was rumored that... You know, there were certain bonuses in his contract and that in order for him not to hit most of them, that's why they renewed his contract to get rid of those bonuses and then just pay him more. But it was weird. I don't know. But like, why would, like, if you're a new coach, why would you agree to that? Why would you agree to benching your, your, arguably one of your best midfielders, one of your best players on the team, period? Right? Like, I I find it hard that Wissetich would, would allow that. I don't know. It's ownership. Then he, but then he's whatever. an old school coach yeah. where a lot of old shady shit happened and you never know. Yeah, this is League MX, man. It's like, I hope it's not there the are case. no rules. I hope it's not the case. I hope it's just they saw like he needs more rhythm. Yeah, but that more was training. That was the rumor before. So is he, he not allowed to go? Contract. Did he? Because they sent him to Tapatio, right? Yeah, they, they sent him to Tapatio and they said it was to gain. To Did gain they more. send him to Tapatio? It wasn't, wasn't it one game that they sent them over there? I don't think so. Not Beltran. Or maybe, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm remembering wrong. But I thought it was him, and they said the other players, like, trophies weren't able to because they were too old. Yeah, Chofi was up. too old. That's fucked up. <laughs> Are you hating? <laughs> <laughs> it's gotta, they got to be able to fight that, man. Let that I mean, man go with Tapatio and Shine. That's shots. why they sent them to the sub <laughs> Trophies? Yeah. Balling. Arguably the greatest greatest to player ever. (laughs) The half-court shot he hit on, uh, I forgot who it was. Bro, they got to hang a man of the... He got to go into the Subainte Hall of Fame as like a (laughs) (laughs) 27-year-old. That's one of the greatest careers, man. He got an amazing performance. 
one and done. Yeah, he had the half he had the half court shot, and then mm-hmm. even Cello had a goal. Like, dude, we gotta eventually the Subaru has to pan out, right? They're like they win like every every other season, and it never pays off. Nah, it's not gonna pan out, man. Not not what we have with these coaches. They need, I'm telling you, we've talked about this. Is they need a long pro. They need a certain special type of project. That it's gonna have to be like, all right, keep Wusatich in place here, and we're gonna take over from like U10 and under. <laughs> and it's like that's gonna be like a separate organization, like bring people over from Europe and stuff like that. Because oh, what was I reading today? Oh, I was reading um. On ESPN Deportes, they asked because there's these three ki- three young Mexicans that went over to to Europe. Yeah. Um. It was the kid from Pachuca. Pisuto, right? Yeah, Pisuto, Alejandro Gomez, and then there was a third one who went to Holland. And it, the interview was with him, and he mentioned how, like in Mexico, they say, "Oh, he's not ready yet. He's not. He hasn't even been developed yet." And they want him to go over, like when they're older in their career. He's like, but, and he even said it, he's like, he said that it's almost like it's too late. Like you want to get over there when you're younger and you're able to learn more. But the one thing like I hate, cause I've been seeing this like forever is that they say like, it's just different over in Europe. The training is different. They show you tac- the tactics they show you are different. And I hate that shit. It's like, why is it different? Like, why can't we get people to show train the European way? Why can't we get people to show tactically the European way? Why are why do our Mexican players go overseas and they're like and they're like oh wow it's different over here yeah like that's so stupid that's why Mexico can't progress as a as a as a country like soccer wise and and the league can't progress is because these players go overseas and they're like they're getting trained something different like we should be adapting whatever they do over there and bring it over to our league yeah that's why I'm waiting for like one of these Mexican players that. Did end up playing like European soccer to end up being a coach. Well, it would have been sure nice. If, it would have been nice that. if that's what Rafa Marquez would have done. Yeah, I I thought he was especially being at Barcelona and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That would have been perfect, right? The perfect connection. Yeah. Um, which is in a way, it's 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 why it's it's sad the way the whole thing happened with Johan Cruyff at Chivas. Yeah. They pretty much got rid of him after like a few months and stuff. Yeah. Rather than it was like, only like a season, I think it lasted. Yeah, it's, it's like kids. His what his project was. It's it's not a one year project. It's not a, even a two or three year project. It's a long ten year process that you won't even see like in the near future. But in the long run, if you stick with it, you will be able to reap the rewards. Yeah, but that's the problem with Liga Next. You know, no coaches get no time. Players get no time to really develop. And yeah, I think I saw. I saw what you were talking about, Luis, um, the three kids, and I saw like a quote that said, um, you know, they want us to come over here, develop at like 24 or whatever, and then, you know, you get to Europe and say you are 24 and you're not, and you fail, that's it, you know, you have nothing else. But if you get to Europe at like 18 and fail, they, they'll, still, they'll still take care of you and like retrain you and like nurture you and still try to develop you, you know, so you have like a little more leeway than you would at 24, 25 years old. Oh, that's true. Because I, I think the other part of the quote was he said that you go in, when you go in as a 24 old, 24 year old, you go in with certain expectations that you're like a star. Mm-hmm. Like the way uh, Chicharito went or Lozano, and then the expectations are different. Um, but you can even look at the case of um, Antuna. Antuna went over young. He went to Manchester City. He got, yep. he got bought by Manchester City, then loaned out because he wasn't able to play there. Um, but people, you could people would say you could say that people would say that it was a failure. But he was able to go to Los Angeles, still young, come to Chivas, still young, has been able to get back on the national team. So, like his career, his career didn't get stumped by by going to Europe and failing at a young age. Yeah, and then even when players come back, I think to Mexico, it's like that whole, like I said, like the player psyche is um, it's kind of like broken. Like I know who came, like Bravo came back. Kikin Fonseca came back. <laughs> they were terrible. just garbage. <laughs> but but they made it to Europe. That was the thing. You right, know? They right. went there and they sucked. And then they you figured they would come back and just keep playing at the level they were playing in Mexico again. But they, they just couldn't do it anymore. That should be JJ's motivation. Like If someone paid for Kikin Fonseca, <laughs> <laughs> someone would pay for 15 for JJ if he's scoring goals, man. Yeah. Um, nah, go ahead. <laughs> All right, what else? What other topics do we have? Um, 
Do we want to talk about a cacarito? Or I mean, chicharito? Bro, you're going to have to... Like, honestly, when you sent that text message, I didn't even want to look into it. I was like, I'm going to let Varo tell me on the podcast. So I have no clue what you're talking about. You know how people were talking about Chicharito and like how his career got ruined after he got that life coach uh Dre- Dreyfus I think Dreyfus whatever his name is the yeah, ball yeah, guy yeah. yeah so now recently on the ball the ball guy has a podcast and he did like a like an ASMR like with of him like having an affair or something uh-huh. and basically he's like talking to like a woman or whatever and he's like when are you gonna open your eyes and like and see that I love you and forget about your husband. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> so everyone just assumes that's Chicharito? I'm, I mean, yeah, like, apparently they have, like, a very weird uh, relationship in their, on their YouTube channel, their YouTube series. Um, with Chicharito and his wife? Yeah, like, they, he, like, lives with them and stuff, and I don't know. Like, oh, no. He lives with them? Yeah, I think so. Or, or like in his guest house or something like that. But they definitely like. Oh, he's like definitely really, really banging his wife when he's not there, yo. What? Oh shit! Is that why people were saying so? I because I've seen something that people were saying that he holds the camera. <laughs> oh, well, that was they were like um, they were talking about how MLS is pressure free and like the only pressure is to hold the camera for his uh, Twitch channel. <laughs> but. That was like, I'll, then I brought up the whole Dreyfus thing. I was like, you know, Chicha might be a cut, bro. Like, hey, bad. To, to each his own, bro. Let the, let the man live the life he wants to live. You know, he don't care about soccer no more. Let him care about other things. <laughs> I saw Ellie's <laughs> galaxy trying to dump him on us. <laughs> well, the, the rumor is they're trying to dump him on us, but they keep denying everything. Damn. You want him back? Do I want, hell no. I don't <laughs> want that bum back. Fuck no. I didn't want him back when he was like at, since Leverkusen, Leverkusen days, I barely wanted him back. What? I would have taken him in Leverkusen. No, I would have taken him then, but I knew then he was, oh. at the, it was at the decline, it was at the end of his career. Why did, why did he leave Leverkusen? Why did he leave Leverkusen? Is it just because they didn't re-sign him or did he have like issues? Nah, they just didn't want him well. anymore. Yeah, he's, I don't look. I've always said that I don't I feel think... like he had beef with one of his team. I remember he, he one time he got into like a huge argument with one of the midfielders. I think like Bellarabi or something. And I feel like that was like one of the things that caused him to leave. But I I, I never understood why he left Leverkusen the, to go to look, West Ham. I've, I've said this, and I, I and I still think it's true. And I think there's some exceptions right now in Europe. Um, but I don't think Europe values our players the way Mexicans do. Like. Uh, no, and Raul, Raul with, you know, runs a colorful kit. Am I, am I snitching? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, anyways, <laughs> the colorful kit account, uh, you know, he'll like tweet out the goals and pretty much all the, if you want like to follow up the European, the Europe players, Mexican players in Europe, follow the colorful kit and you'll pretty much get like who's, what they've done. If they score goals, he'll tweet them out. Um, and you get a lot of praise, and Chicharito scores goals here and there. But I don't think just because he scored goals, I don't think they value him the way that we do in Mexico. Like I think I don't, I don't think they look at the him scoring the goal as like the end all be all. I think they see a lot of flaws in his game, and they've never valued him. I mean, you can look at his days in Manchester. He wasn't a starter. Maybe here and there, going to Real Madrid, he wasn't a starter. Yeah, um, he's never really been. Even for what he did at Manchester, he was never truly valued. The way he should have been, and even though the, these players that played with him, uh, Giggs and all these players, these legends, real Ferdinand, the, the way they talk about him, but I feel like coaches in Europe never valued him the way he should have been valued. And I think at the end of his career, especially like Leverkusen and Sevilla and West Ham, once his speed started to decline and he he had more trouble getting behind certain defenses and. And now he doesn't have the dribbling skills, and he doesn't have the passing skills. He doesn't have the vision. Once that, once those flaws were seen more obvious, I think it was easy for them to get rid of him. That's why I think at Leverkusen he scored goals, but I understand why they got rid of him. To be honest, I told you I didn't want him then because I saw it already. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, there's rumors that Kicharito might come back, but I don't, I don't think I want him either. No, nah, I don't want him, and he probably charges way too much. 
that's the thing too. He's making like apparently like six mil a season or something like that. Our highest paid player, I think, is Oliva at two mil. So I don't even think we you, th- you think he, you think he really holds the camera though? Oh, <laughs> 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 oh man, that's crazy. Now I'm gonna go down my timeline and look up all the shit people were talking about yesterday, man. Uh, Miggy tweeted it, so just scroll down his timeline. He tweeted no, well, I clicked on him. Like, I heard that audio of the podcast, but I had no idea what it was. Because he didn't, like, he just tweeted, like, an emoji. He didn't tweet anything that it was Chicharito-related. So I had no, when I listened to it, I'm, I'm like, you know, I was kind of, like, thrown off by it. I'm like, this is wild. I'm like, why is this guy talking in, like, this seductive voice on his podcast? <laughs> but I had no idea who the guy was. Yeah, it wasn't until you mentioned it. Life, life coach and guy that lives with him and like travels with him everywhere. <laughs> I know, I'm sure. I'm sure Cheech. I'm sure he's the one doing all the coaching. <laughs> it's um, probably yeah. Cheech is probably coaching him. Yeah. What to do with ball? <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> Somebody said Cheech went from the striker to the assistant. It's like. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. Alright, so we don't like Chicharito back. Uh, what other topics did I have? I had like a bunch of topics in my head. Again, we're just freestyling this because we haven't potted it. In a while, I wanted to get something out. Uh, what else? What else? Bolivia was killing it at MLS. We knew that was going to happen. Ex-Chivas players killing it all over Mexico. Ex-Chivas players killing it. <laughs> that's that's going to be a permanent threat in our account. Players, I never, you never, like I never thought... <laughs> What's, damn, what's his name? The young kid. Zendejas. Uh, I didn't even thought he would ever play again, to be honest. <laughs> I thought we goals. broke him. <laughs> yeah, man. And these players leave. That's like when you look Bro, at that when, one interview of when Fierro, when Fierro scored a goal, I was like, Jesus. I was like, what? It was only, you do expect the Orbelin to score on us. Yeah, I thought he was going to score one. I thought I was going to have to add it to the threat on Monday. Damn, bro. I think, like, I think uh, the Strago added me, and he's like, I, I know what play he was talking about because I didn't watch the game live, but at, at one point that night he added me, like, if Orbelin would have scored that, it would have all been on, on uh, Dosuno. <laughs> that's true. I, remember, I know exactly what play he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, I know exactly what play. Cause when I saw it, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, he should have scored that. Yo, he dribbled through, like, our whole defense. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, it's it's tough, man. It's tough watching those players play like that. Yep. And then what else we got? Do we want foreigners on Chivas? I saw that making rounds on the timeline. Foreigners on Chivas? I joked yeah. about it. I, I just joked about it, but like I, I seen people it. talk about um, like I I just don't like to me like that's what makes Chivas special. Exactly. And. Is it hard to win the way they like with that rule in second place? Yes, but if it's done the right way, you can win. Um, and it's just more special when you finally do right it. Way. You know, the problem is it's just not done the right way. Yeah, um, Chivas. What will it take? I have no clue. What will it take for Chivas to finally get it and understand that they need to have the best academy in, in Mexico? Like. A lot of their resources need to go into the whatever they're putting into the academy. It's not enough. They need to go way more into the into the academy. Got to go get the best youth coaches in Europe and and find out what they're doing. Bring them if they can. Um, and that's what it's going to take for Chivas to be a consistently great team again. Because it can't be just buying players. Because we see them. They've bought a bunch of players, and right now we're struggling to make yeah. it work. You need to have a system in place. Uh, that I, they learn it at the youth level, and when you're bringing these players up, they're able to um, just adjust to it. Also, we need to find coaches that I don't know what it is that our players can't break through on the, on the first team level. Like you said it earlier, they do good at the Sylvainte, and then they come to the first team, and it's not good enough. Yeah, it never pans out. Like you look at the roster now, like we have limited canteranos on there. That's we should have like at least half a ro- half a roster of canteranos at like every. Every every season. That's why I feel like, like as much as I like, I want Briseño to start. Like it's important to keep Diva. Yeah. Because he's like as recent. He's the only one that's been able to hold a, a spot. Mm-hmm. Shit, Beltran lost it, man. Beltran lost it. COVID related, maybe, but he lost it. It's still the point. 
Chofi's got a race. Um, you know, we say it all every week. Uh, Salvivar. Um, we bought Ronaldo, who was a young Mexican. He was like a good prospect when we bought him. Mm-hmm. Has done shit. Make it. Le- JJ goes to Leon, kills it, comes back, doesn't do shit. Vega, Vega's the one who 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 really hasn't took a step. So that's that's where like the problem is. It's like there's players that don't take a step down. I don't feel like Vega's taking a step down. At, uh, no, I think he's got better. I, I feel like he's doing a good job. Sure, he's not scoring goals because he's not playing in the position where he was at Toluca. But I feel like he's doing a good job. He's playing. Antuna's playing well. We have these players that are playing well, so it's no excuse for someone like Macias not to play well. Yeah, it's it's weird, but I I don't want Canteranos. I think, like you said, having no, you don't want foreign. Field, field, I mean, yeah, not foreign. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want Cantaranos. I don't want anyone. I just buy them, buy them all. <laughs> delete, delete the whole club. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want foreigners at Chivas. Just cause, like, it's, it's just more special when they finally do win. Like, like this last final they won against Tigres. It was like, it was really Plus, special because you finally, like, uh, now that we're older too, like you, like you really get it. You get how hard it is to actually win the league with just Mexican players on the field. You know, then they win the Concacaf Champions League. The first time it matters, because yeah. MLS was finally good. Yeah, and then Toronto like, probably the favorite that game. Yeah, and then you think back like the historical like Libertadores run they made. Yeah, like looking back at it now, I'm like, damn, like that was special. Because you look at some of the players they were playing; they were playing like Falcao, like before he was great, Alexis, and like they're playing these players that are like at one point were European stars, and you know we're feeling at that point we were feeling like like kind of Canteranos mostly. Yeah. So it's like it can be done. I just don't know how long before we can do it again. Yeah, you can't say it can't be done because Almeida did it in recent, like real mm-hmm. recent times. Um, but yeah, it's gonna need it's gonna need like a, honestly need for it to be done consistent. It's gonna need a special project. Um, and I don't I don't see that with like Belais just because I don't think he's of that mentality. You know, I feel like you're gonna need someone young. It's going to be like, no, we need to change everything around here. I think, well, it's almost going to be a year that since Belias came to the club. So I, I was going to say that, like, as a topic, like, what do we think of his first year as a GM or whatever his position he is? Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, we'll, we can talk about that, like, in the future episode. But yeah. let's jump to, all right, so we got two games left. We're in ninth place. Where do you think we end? We're in ninth place. We can only we can the lowest we can end is in eleventh, and the highest we can end is. I'm looking at the league on next table right now. We got twenty two points. We jumped to twenty eight. The highest we can jump to is fourth, but everybody would have to pretty much lose. Yeah, it's not. I don't think that's possible. Yeah, that's not realistic. So you no. you got to say the highest probably sixth. And even that, well, even to make it the six, to make it the six, we have to Monterrey plays Cruz Azul, and then they play us, right? Yeah. So Monterrey plays Cruz Azul. It's it's, potentially they could lose both games, and Chivas would win both games and and pass Monterrey. Yeah. But even then, it doesn't matter. It's just that you're playing. It's it's a one off. It does matter. Play at home where you play away. So who plays five? Plays twelve? Yeah. Six play. Let's see. Tigres will play right now. Tigres will play Juarez. Necaxa will play Monterrey. Pachuca, we, Toluca. We play Santos right now. Oh yeah, we need to jump some spots. We need to get Juarez or Necaxa. <laughs> <laughs> we need to win out. Yeah, if you look at the teams we beat this season, we haven't beat anybody good. Bro, like the best team we beat was game. Tigres. That's what I'm telling you. We're going into this game against like an informed keeper, and you said we're gonna win. They tied seven Bro, times. Bro, I could see us now. losing. The Bro, they've only games. won one game of their fa- last five, though. Who, Pumas? Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we've won, like, one out of our last eight or whatever. I don't know what it is. Nah, we won two of our last five. We beat Atlas. That don't count. Hey, a win's a win. <laughs> who Pumas play? I don't know who they play, but they know. haven't won. <laughs> and they've tied a bunch. I just want to be at least eighth because I don't want to see the Monterrey has won four of their last five. Oh, yeah. See? They're in form. Okay, so 22. Let's say we win one. We jump to 25. 
potentially could put up above Pachuca and Santos, but Pachuca plays Tijuana and Necaxa, so they're probably going to win also. And Santos plays León. León will probably wash them, but then they play Mazatlán, so they'll win that game. Yeah, so Chivas is looking at they're going to stay where they are. <laughs> yeah. We're Just at, because, based, especially based off, unless we win both games. We Even have then. to win both games to jump above those teams. Yeah. We've won six games, tied four, but lost five. Bro, we have 15 goals, four. 14 against. You know what's crazy? We still have like one of the top like five defenses, I think. I was counting last night. Let's see. One, I think we're like two, fifth three, or something. Four. We're fifth, yeah. Yeah. So that's crazy. Well, our defense but, is good. We just we can't have score any, because yeah, we have Macias up top. We can't carry it. It's turning into like Omar Bravo 2.0. Damn. Hey. That's bad. He's, it's him. He's the one who <laughs> got to prove us wrong. All right, so you're saying we say where we are? I say we jump to to eighth, hopefully, somehow. So um, we, then we still play each other. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I just Santos. don't, I just and don't Santos want that won. narrative of if it wasn't for ninth and twelfth, you guys would have not have made league yet. And they fucking watched us, Santos. Yeah, yeah, it was bad. They like really outplayed us. Mm-hmm. But it's take two, you know. We get a second chance if it comes down to it. Damn, we're in trouble. Hey, but <clears throat> listen, get to the playoffs. It's a whole new game in the playoffs. I don't know. The, the way we're playing and the opponents we have. If we I'm were going to wake up, like the last game was the time to wake up because then you would have to come out against Fusasun and put out a, a, a good performance. They put an okay one. Listen. So. Listen, it is what it is. I think I'm a New York done. Giants fan. We're we won the Super Bowl 8-8 <laughs> eight and eight against we're... the greatest team ever. <laughs> against a team that was undefeated the whole season. We were 8-8. Eight and eight. <laughs> uh, Once you get into the playoffs, it's a whole different game. The problem is only the – wait, is the repechaje just one game or two games? Yeah, one and done, bro. Oh, see, that's good. That's what you want, though. That's. But what about the rest of the games? The rest of the games the rest are two-leg. Two-leg. See, one and done is better. One and done opens it up. That's what makes like March Madness crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's one and done. That's what makes like the NFL playoffs crazy. Is that it's one and done. When you have two games, more likely the better of the two teams wins. But the farthest I see us making it is maybe we'll make it out of Repechaje. And that's it. We're not okay, well, beating we make the it out top of Repechaje. We, all right. Hold on. Let's see. We make it out of Repechaje. We face Cruz Azul again. We face Cruz Azul again. You really think Cruz Azul is all that? I'm not. Can they beat us? Sure, then they beat us. But w- if Chivas were to win, would you be like, "Damn, that's crazy"? No, you'd be like, "You know what? We outplayed them the other day. We kind of played better than them, even though they beat us." Yeah, we so can't we play better them, than them, but still, I don't know how the second bracket's gonna be. But no, so I'm saying, if they were to beat Cruz Azul, you wouldn't be like in total shock. Well, it's after Cruz Azul. watching them play, historically they, they and, it's, and it's Cruz Azul <laughs> they have that too. bad They're luck. Like, they're waiting to choke against the team. <laughs> All right. Well, I still think it's a repechaje one and done. But if you want to go in, if you want to keep, if you want to end this pod with some optimism, <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs> going all the way, all the way, man. All the way. There you have it. Luis says we'll be, we're going all the way. We'll be back under under Biden's America <laughs> next week. <laughs> is it? Oh shit! It is next week. Well. Either we'll be back or America will be in civil war and we won't pie. But... <laughs> Damn, I'm I'm in Florida. Am I fighting? For, am I in the South? Do I rep the South in the civil know. war? You guys might be blue this this year, so. Damn. Might be part of the but North. In the civil war, though, like who do who do I ride for? <laughs> I don't want to get shot by accident just because I'm down here. <laughs> Bro, I see like neighbors like put Trump in fucking pen signs outside their fucking lawns and shit yeah that shit is so whack that's crazy i i, don't, I haven't seen anything out here but it's new york we're pretty nah, i've seen videos on twitter people fucking wilding oh no yeah like in the city I, yo i haven't been to the city since march so it's like pretty much just brooklyn hipsters around me <laughs> i'm gonna go i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna go to new york and i think around new year's probably stay out there for like a month 
yeah. So hopefully COVID dies down. If COVID dies down, we can all get together or something. Hopefully, yeah. Well, I mean, bars are open now, so. I know you was drunk at the Arsenal game. <laughs> I was. But I also hadn't had a drink in, like, I think I had drinks drinks like twice in like the last eight months, so. You was drunk off White Claws? It was, I had four beers, bro, and I was done. <laughs> like, four beers is like my starting point. <laughs> nah, I haven't drank in like two years, so. Oh, yeah? One beer and I'm done. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Tough times, bro. All right, well. This is the Washed She Was the North Podcast. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week talking we're, about the men's team. We're Flo and Rigo. We're, 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 we're going to pod with them. We're going to tell them. <laughs> we promise the fans. Rigo, ever since the, he read in Spanish, he hasn't came back. <laughs> Flo thinks we're going to make him read in Spanish, so he's not coming <laughs> back. <laughs> and then we're going to have a feminine edition coming soon, too. There's a lot to talk about for them, too. I haven't been keeping up, so I'll be looking out for that one. Yeah, there's. I know Melissa wants to. What's the word? Uh, vent. Vent. I guess vent or just let it all out. <laughs> uh, no, I'm definitely gonna look out for that yeah, one. Stop having ready. Amy on the podcast, please. Please <laughs> stop having Amy on the podcast. She's not but negative vibes. <laughs> she brings negativity to our organization, men and females. <laughs> all right, she was another podcast. Thank you for listening. We're out.